Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, it is Monday and it's time for this. 11 to 1, Monday Motivation. Motivation. I'm loving my new jingle. Thank you so much to Peter in production who uh, made that one for me this morning. Now, not all superheroes wear capes, fly around or have superhero strength. And today I want to talk to you about a real hero, someone who is the first person to pull up her sleeves to get things done. Whether it's leading a troop of volunteers to clean up the town in preparation for the FLA or working tirelessly to ensure a historic monument is protected for generations to come or giving up her spare time to organise charity events, the list goes on. If something is to be done to improve the town of Drogheda my next guest is first in line volunteering her time to ensure it gets done. She's a true hero and despite many setbacks in her own personal life she always has the best interests of her family and her community at heart. Anne McVeigh, mother, wife, volunteer campaigner and all round hero joins me for Monday Motivation. How are you doing? I'm good Sinead, thank you very much, thank you. Now I have watched you I suppose I would have come in contact with you, first of all, because our kids are in the same school. So you would have always been part of the parents committee, school committees, fundraising for the school committee. Yes, that's me. All of that, right? So you were the first person to volunteer for those kind of things. And you are a busy mum like I am as well. And you're running a busy household. So my question is, Anne McFay, how do you do it? Well, I think I probably have more hours in the day than most people have. And I don't sleep very well, so uh, so I stay up late and I get up early, and um, yeah, and I, I just try to get things done. But I, I take my, my my motto in life comes from the the robots movie, so you'd know that I have lots of kids, and it was when Bigwell said, "See a need, fill a need." So uh, my life is full of seeing needs and filling them. I love that. Yeah, I ju- if anybody asks me that, that, that's that's exactly what it is. You know, I, I probably saw that cartoon about fifteen years ago, and that's that's what it is. So if I find that. If I see something that needs to be done, I I just have to do it. I can't I can't not do it. It was like the 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 clean up last year. Mm. Oh, sorry, last week on the, on the streets, I spent the whole previous week saying I am not doing that. No, no, I'm not going to do that this year. I'm not. And sure, the next thing I knew on Monday morning, I was saying, "Hey guys, how are you? Will we or won't we? What do you think? And <laughs> you know, maybe we will." And and sure, then it all just it just it takes off. Jim thinks I'm crazy. He, he just looks at me. He throws his eyes up to heaven and I say, I had a great idea and he just blanches. <laughs> All the colour drains out of his face. <laughs> I used to be out running last year and I'd be running along and I'd run in the door and say, I had a great idea running up the North Road. You and know? he'd be so saying, it's a, oh no. Oh no, what is it? <laughs> and so, I have to say as well, the town is looking amazing because of the volunteer work that yourself and a load of other people have done. And also, you guys were out in pretty much Armageddon weather. <laughs> At the weekend, still cleaning up in the floods. Oh, that was funny. Well, we actually, I, I'm, I'm part of what we, we call ourselves the, the Off Your Arse group because we got off our arse to do some work. And uh, we kind of, we looked in the North Strand because it's quite neglected down there. And we started on it last year and uh, we, you know, we had petitioned the, the the port about putting trees along there. And they were fantastic and they really worked with us last year. So 
we look after the North Strand and all the steps that lead from the Cord Road because there's a lot of antisocial hay- behaviour mm. and, and dumping goes on there. So that's something we do through the summer. So it was kind of the last one before the flat. So we, we had decided that we were going to go out and wash the boxes that all the trees <laughs> were in. So we decided we'd go with the rain because the rain was there. They were going to rinse it down for us. So uh, we thought, yay, the weather's really kind of working for us this morning. So uh, myself and Tracy and Joan and, and Kira went out with our buckets and our mops and we scrubbed all the flower boxes. on. We'd done a litter pick before that and, yeah. and checked the steps and... So that that was why we were out in the rain on Saturday morning, you know. Oh so we God. had good crack. It's good fun. <laughs> oh, no, that is not my idea of good crack, but you know, each to their own. But you know, were you always somebody like in in childhood, even that was a doer? Like as you say, you see the need and you know you fill it. Were you always like that? Were you always a joiner of groups, even from a young age? Well, maybe not groups. I, I had a thought here a couple of weeks ago. Um, I remembered when I was about maybe it was about eleven, ten or eleven in Scarlet Crescent, and it was at the time when you could bring your bottles back you know you, you go yeah. back to shop and you get your tuppence kind of thing uh, and I'm sure all the Scarlet Crescent crew will remember this Jenny Thornton and the Fagans and Shirley Thornton and the Rileys and so I decided one day that we were going to have a street party so um, we went round with trolleys and we gathered everybody's empty bottles from their backyard and they've been up to Mickey Campbell's and, and and that was the first event I ever organised. Okay. <laughs> so we so came down, we got loads of sweets and uh, we sat we sat on the green outside my house and we had a little party and, and that was the first time, I, I hadn't thought about that in years. Yeah. And then I thought, wow, I was even organising events then. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a bit lazy then in my teens and, you know, and, the, and then life took over in my 20s. And, and, and I did work with the, the parents associations and that for, as soon as Jordan started school. I remember going to the meeting and, and Jim saying, don't put your hand up for anything. Please don't. And I can, well, I put my hand up. Sorry. But uh, so that, that kind of started. That started the ball rolling. Yes. But I want to talk to you about being a mum, first and foremost, because that is, you know, the very core of who you are. You're a very yep. proud mum to five very different kids. Yep. And one little granddaughter as well. And a granddaughter. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all fantastic. Of course, they're mine. So I have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, they're, they're doing a bit like the, my, my three older kids, they're all grown up, they're all in their 20s, they're all out doing their own thing, you know. So I keep telling people I have the little girls at home and then I realise that my is nearly 18 and Clara is ne- is 13 and I'm thinking, no, they're not really the littlies anymore, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they're, they're always in and out of the house. Jordan lives in Berlin, so uh, he's coming home tomorrow and uh, Alana's in, currently in Vietnam, so she's coming oh, wow, home tomorrow. Okay. So it'll be the first time in quite a while that we'll all be together. Watch and uh, how strong the McVeigh's <laughs> will be back together. All... <laughs> That's for sure. But, you know, I see your kids do muck in and get involved. Oh, absolutely, so yeah. you passed on that sort of volunteering spirit to them as well. Yes, yeah, they're they're super. They, they they all do their best, no matter what I'm doing. Um, they will join in. Some sometimes I I we did um we did a training session for the flower there a few weeks ago, and Grania asked would myself and Maya speak because Maya had done the green flower. Mm. So Maya was the first one to go up to speak, and she said, "Hi, I'm Maya McVeigh, and um I volunteered last year because I was afraid she was going to be disappointed in me if I didn't." <laughs> In front of like 80 people tra- training there, I was mortified. <laughs> so it sounded that. like I beat her into it, doing it, you know, but um, they do, they do fantastic, you know, they, they help out, they, they yeah. do things, they'll, they'll pa- now, I am not draw out of rocks, but we mm. like to do the rocks, yeah. so they'll paint stuff at home and, you know, they'll, they'll come out, they do the murals on the town, they'll do the, the litter picks, so that they, yeah, they're really supportive so in everything I do. Yeah, you're passing this on to them. Yeah. Now, so many of us, my fan included, sit on the sidelines and say, draw it at this or draw it at that and draw it the other and we could be better, it could be... But we don't get up off our arses yeah. and do something about it. But yeah. you do. How do you keep yourself motivated to do it? Um, I, I 
it's the same thing that yeah, that I see something if I feel passionately about something and, and I kind of don't get a choice about what I feel about, you know, because I'll, I'll see something and I'll think, oh, that needs to be done, you know. So, um, you know, it's it's like get, getting behind the, the Drada City status group and, you know, and the Love Drada and the Bids group and, and anything, close the, gate, yeah. close the gate, anything that I see that can improve the town, you know, that, that I feel strongly about, I I, I lend my support to it, you know. So I'm, I mean, I got, I don't organise all these things. So sometimes I can do little things in the background, mm. you know, that 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 are just there being supportive. I just, I just really, really want to see Drogheda for the forefront. We, we all have children. Our children are growing up. I, I have one child who doesn't live in the country anymore. I don't think he probably ever will, you know. But uh, my four girls are are still here in Drogheda, and and my granddaughter Lilith. And obviously, I feel that. Um, if they want to have a life here in Drogheda, it, it is my duty to make it a Drogheda that they have an option to stay in, you know. So that, that that's probably the motivation behind that is that and for other for everybody's children, you know, I mean, we need we are the generation now that we're we're laying the groundwork for them coming along, you know. So if we can improve the town we should and and that's why I do it you know it's and I, just can see, I can see why people go uh, rally you, you rally the troops in behind you I can <laughs> see why people s- sign up that's for sure but you know there's a lot of people you know that would have difficulties in their life and you're no stranger to this you have had massive personal problems massive situations that have come in in your family that have been extremely, extremely hard. Like I'm thinking particularly, first of all, I suppose, of Jim and his ill health and his ongoing battle with cancer. I mean, anybody in that situation would just crumble in a corner and give up and say streets being cleaned, be damned and gates that need to be closed, be damned with them. But you don't. No, I, 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 I will be honest and say initially when Jim was diagnosed in 2010, it was the most devastating thing that, that really ever happened. And it took quite a while to kind of pick up from that, you know, because we had a huge amount of, he had to give up work. And I mean, even just that for a start was just like a huge change, you know. And uh, trying to keep everything ticking over, he he was extremely ill at, at the when he had his initial diagnosis. He was he was he was gravely ill, you know. So we didn't know what, what way things were going to go. So that would, would have been from March until the September, and then he had his he had his second big big operation. Then you know, and I think what happened was it, it was like it was like something changed inside me. So I I went from this blubbering kind of oh, what are we going to do kind of thing, you know, to realise that you can be proactive in your life. There are things in your life you can't change. Things are going to happen in everybody's life every day. You look at them and you think, that is really, really rubbish and I hate it. But you can't change it, you know. So I think for me, I focus on the things that I can change. I Sometimes I call myself the queen of distraction. Oh, I'll do this and then I, I, I you know, and I'll yeah. do this and... You know, so so maybe in a way I've, I'm I'm distracting from all the other things that are going on because they go on in the background and there is nothing I can do apart from accept them. We just accept everything that comes along. Initially, it was very very hard to reach that acceptance. You know, you you wake up on that morning, you have that you have that one second of everything's perfect, and then you remember. You go, oh, this is happening. You know, mm. so it's it's trying to um, not carry that dread around with you all day because you you can't live like that because that's not living and when you have cancer in your family planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And in your life, and, and, and somebody that you love, their, their life is threatened. You know, if, if you carry that around with you all day, you're not living your life. You're not letting them live in your life. We we had, our, all our five children were at home at that stage. Clara was only three they needed to, to lead a life. And I remember a friend of mine said once we I was out playing on the street with the kids shortly after Jim was diagnosed and she drove by and I met her a couple of days later and she said, I drove past your house and you would not think for one minute mm. anything was it's going on. on there, you know. And I found that, that that's what I needed to do. I needed to normalise everything. So, you know, we, we were open and honest with the children about how everything was. And this is the way it is. And, you know, and we're going to deal with it. And as a family, we, we just we just kind of magnetised and dealt with it. And then it was just normality. It was, I, I always called it the new normal. Yeah. We were living the new normal, you know. And then as it went on, you know, Jim's cancer has, has recorded three times now. And every time it's another new normal. But you realise, I've done that before. We faced that before, you know, we survived that before. It wasn't nice and we didn't enjoy it, but we found a way to, to live with it. And and that's what we did, you know. So now every time something changes, you know, you retreat, you go, oh, OK, yeah. this is what are we going to do now? And then you go, OK, this is what we're going to do now. And you, and you set your plan and then and then you just roll on together. You all move up and it, and it all moves on. And and that, that's something you have to learn how to do. You know, it, it doesn't really come naturally to you. And I just um, life is, is very short. It's very precious. It's very fabulous. You know, not everybody's life is great, but sometimes you need to wake up in the morning and you need to try to find what is great in your life. Now, on a day the great thing in your life was I just needed that cup of tea. You yeah, know, it could be small. Yeah. you sit down at the end of the day and thought, I had a really nice cup of tea there at three o'clock. So I was really tired and I needed a cup of tea. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Like I don't leap out of bed every morning like the Duracell bunny and go, woohoo, this is going to be a fab day. <laughs> you know, I really don't. Uh, I kind of crawl out of the bed and go, oh God, I have to do my physio. <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's finding a way of, of having a, a level of acceptance in your life and, the, you know, appreciate the small things, let things go. Things can eat away at you and you, you really need to find a way to just breathe them out and say, I'm not going to focus on that, mm. you know, and they, they do, they, they get in on you and they make your stomach feel jittery and they make you not feel good. So, so trying to find a way to kind of, I, I always say that all that lives in my toes. I've got really bad feet from running. My toes are in bits. <laughs> and I say my toes are horrible because all my troubles live in them. <laughs> That's a great, I love that. <laughs> Shove I it all down. Love that. Shove that away and, <laughs> and, and you know, and live. Yeah. And I've noticed on your, your Facebook, particularly in the last couple of weeks and months, you have a hashtag live your best life and it's all about that like you said the nice cup of tea at three o'clock or you know something I've noticed recently that you're doing is you're taken to the sea and you're oh, swimming yes. in the sea so yeah. you have a list that you kind of do every day and it could be small things or it could be big things but it's about living your best life tell us about this well live your best life was kind of a joke initially with uh, with my uh, my daughter because she'd find me like sitting knitting a night watching the town. she'd say look at you ma'am living your best life you know so <laughs> anything I did that was kind of silly or mundane and she'd say oh you're living your best life and 
So I, I had um, I had a growth on my I hip. It was nothing. It was just needed to be taken out. I had a, a thing called a geode. So I had a surgery in in February that took that out, and the, I believe that surgery saved my life because um, I discovered very shortly after I had the operation that I had a tumor in my bladder. So uh, oh that gosh. was quite shocking, you know. Yeah. But only for I had my my hip surgery, I'd be actually sitting chatting to you now. I've been really lucky in my unluckiness, mm. you know, because if I hadn't had my hip done, because because bladder cancer has very very low symptoms when it's earlier early on, you don't notice it. But because I was on aspirin, it kind of brought symptoms to the fore, and I thought, oh, I better go to the doctor now. I think there's something wrong here, you know. So I had um. I had a surgery then that I, I had another surgery then in May to remove it and then I um I just you know, I'm just kinda of getting on with that, you know. But uh, I was it kinda of happened I was driving out to my sister my sister in law was her fiftieth birthday party and I was drive we were driving up Kilinear in the car and we were all in the car and it was really lovely and sunny and beautiful and I was completely overwhelmed. Just I, I couldn't even explain what happened. We were just driving up Kilinear, everything was lovely. I was totally overwhelmed about how much I love my life. You know, because I felt it was threatened, mm. you know, and it was, it was, I find it very difficult. I actually find it hard to say, yeah, I had a cancer diagnosis because I say that about Jim or, yeah, about, you not, know, and then I work, you, and I work yes, with the yes, hospice yes. and I, I, and I, you know, and, and I, I help other people. I'm thinking, oh, so that's me now, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I, I just, I actually, in that car at that moment, I just wanted to scream. I wanted to scream about life is precious, precious and yeah. brilliant and, you know, and and that was kind of when live your best life. I thought every day I am going to do something that is living my best life. You know, and as I said, it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Yes, but uh, so well, you that's, are doing it. You really, really that's are. I really try. So the the sea swimming was, was also a surprise. Everything that happens to me is a surprise because <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate the sea. <laughs> I hate to be cold. <laughs> but uh, I'd watched it when I, when I was laid up ju- just after I was diagnosed. I was laid up. I was on my crutches. I was oh, I was totally decrepit at home. I was sitting in an orthopedic chair, and Orty did this fabulous program called oh, Vitamin C. Oh, yeah. and that changed my life because I was looking at these people and how it had changed their lives and I was thinking, mm. wow, this looks amazing, you know, and it was so weird because about, about a week later, Gronya Rafferty was driving by my house and rolled down the window and said, we go swimming in the sea and I bet you'd love it. And I was there, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think that's for me, Gronya. But um, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So on Easter Sunday morning, I thought, well, here we go. I'm going to go down to Clutterhead and get me togs on and get in. And and I swore an awful lot getting into that water. I really did. <laughs> but I got into it and it was freezing. And when I came out, Fiona McShane had come and she she's, she does it as well, you know. And Fiona said, it makes you feel sparkly. Yes. And I thought it was a wonderful description of it because when you come, you're so cold. You, you feel a lot. Boy, do you feel alive. Yes. You can feel every nerve. nerve in your body is tingling. And uh, so that I, I, like I swim in the pool three times a week because I can't run anymore. Yeah. But this has kind of replaced the running, you know, but it's it's uh, like I haven't been for two weeks now and it's on my mind. You and I'm thinking, it. oh, I yeah. need to get down to the sea. The yes. sea is calling me. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I was to tell you that we could time travel and you could go back in time and talk to childhood Anne with her whole life ahead of her about the life that she's about to live. What pearls of wisdom, what advice would you pass on to that Anne? Oh, that's kind of hard. I I would probably tell her to work harder. You know, because I, I worked hard when I was younger at school and then I got a bit lazy when I was older, you know, and 
I would probably tell her to stay back a year in school because uh, I started school early and I um, I I did my leaving at sixteen. And I really feel that I was far, far too young to do my leaving at that stage. And I had no idea. I was completely directionless. I left school. I didn't know what I was going to do. I drifted into a secretarial course. I drifted into a job, which I enjoyed. Mm. And um, and then I thought maybe I would like to teach. But at, at that time, you know, like, like you're talking in the 80s, you, yeah. you, you kind of, it, it was, that, that opportunity really wasn't there to go, oh, wow, I've been out of school two years. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to yes, college, you know. yes. So I went to London and uh, and I did childcare over there. I was there for three years and, and I loved it. And then I thought I I should have been a teacher. And so then I had three kids in four years and and then and then I was 52. I woke up one day and I thought, ah, I'm 52. How did that happen? <laughs> so, you know, I, I would probably, I would probably tell me to work hard. Uh, the second thing I would tell me to do is don't smoke. I smoked from my teens into my 20s and I hate it. It's a vile, filthy habit. So I would, Say, don't, don't ever do that. Cigarettes. Don't do that, you know. But, but uh, um, just to finish up, what uh, do you think now are the key ingredients to live in your best life? Uh, I, I suppose I've said it before. It's, it's you know, appreciate the simple things. Mm. Don't knock yourself out. You know, things aren't always going to go away the way that you want them to go. So just, just kind of go with the flow try to relax, try to enjoy your life. And it's not always easy. And, and I know people have a, have a myriad of problems out there. And I can sound very flippant when I'm saying that, but I really don't mean to be. Because sometimes you just need to sit down and still yourself. I find that when I wake up in the morning, so I just have to have that. Some mornings I wake up with a ball of anxiety in, mm. in my st- I really do. I just wake up and I go, oh, okay, I'm a little bit jittery there. And sometimes you just need to just sit down and kind of let that go and say, Okay, we're going to get up and face today. Not every day is going to be great. You know, take we accept that. You just have to take it all as it comes. Try to make the best of it. Try to do things that make you happy. Have your cup of tea. You know, have a glass of wine at the weekend <laughs> exactly. if that's what you like. You know, sit down and watch the telly. Go out and bake a bun, you know, or do go for a walk. Walk on the beach or whatever. Look for that thing that gives you joy in your life. And, uh, and there's always something there. You know, I, I do tend to be a glass half full yeah. kind of person. You definitely you know. strike me as such, yeah. I do. I do try to say, you know, and I'll say, oh, well, this is awful. Ah, but, the, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and this and is what a lot of people are responding to this, by the way. Uh, our very own superwoman is right, says Joanna Byrne. Our very own legend. Love this woman. She never stops. Superwoman. And you are a superstar. Gold standard superhero. You are amazing. <laughs> well done. She's some woman for one woman. Never gives up. Anne McFay is fantastic. Not all superheroes wear keeps. Hashtag <laughs> go Anne McFay. Uh, <laughs> what's the other one brilliant amazing lady keep up the fantastic work such an inspirational woman I couldn't have said it better myself and thank you so so much for joining me keep doing what you're doing thank you keep living your left best life and up the fly uh, absolutely have a great have a great week everybody <laughs> 11 to 1 on LMFM with the Gilmores see the complete Mercedes-Benz range including the new A-class four-door saloon the new sporty CLA four-door coupe and the luxurious new GLE formatic the large display of certified approved used Mercedes-Benz plus great offers discounts and finance Gilmore's Kings Court or Gilmore's.ie